Welcome to episode five of the Product Podcast, from two models, metrics, and how to stop wasting your time. I'm your host, Jordan Wilkerson. Hello, and welcome to episode five of the podcast. So today, what I wanted to talk about are two general categories of topics. We're not going to get super deep today. I'm hoping that I don't drag this on too long. So this is going to be a short podcast. But I wanted to talk about these two categories because I'm getting a lot of questions and I feel like they can be generally answered by discussing two primary categories of things. And those are what are from two models? How do you use them? And how can they benefit you as a PM or just in general? And the second is, is metrics and their usage. Not, ge- not like what metrics should I capture? It's general usage of metrics. So let's talk about this for a second. From two models I've mentioned sort of in passing uh, in most of the episodes of, of this podcast. And that's because personally and professionally, I use this to frame my thinking. So let's talk about it. When you have people that are asking questions like, I'm a new PM, I don't want to look stupid. And I feel like I'm expected to know all of these answers to things. Or on the flip side, I've had a senior PM reach out to me and like, how do you deal with super abstract requests, right? Or very big requests that are coming from customers or what have you. In all of these scenarios, and there's many, many more, from two models are extremely useful. So it's important to define what exactly from two models are. From two models, in my mind, are just ways of thinking. It's a framework of analysis. And what you have to do is look at your big problem and try to break it down into discrete parts. And the way that you do that first is by taking a look at what are all the things that you're concerned about and creating mentally or, or physically, however you want to map this out, draw it out, whatever. You need to segment your, your major problem or problems into smaller pieces, right? Just like you do in, in software development generally, Right? You come up with program epics that become a series of epics that become a series of stories that become a series of tasks or subtasks or whatever. Same kind of mental imagery I would, I would urge you to consider. Right, It's like a nested structure. So what you do is you, you're thinking about, okay, well, what is my current state of this given problem? Like if I'm building out a feature for some reason, I want to know what is my product currently capable of doing? That's from. And it's also thinking about, well, how is that feature currently measured? What kind of metrics are coming out of that feature? What kind of users are using this feature? How was it built? To a degree. You don't have to know all of the ins and outs of how something was built, but it's important to understand the limitations right, of your organization. From an engineer's perspective, how would we go about extending this feature or removing it and replacing it with something better, et cetera? Right, just a general understanding of what your what your restrictions and your technical limitations of improving a feature are is important. And then it's figuring out, okay, how do I make this thing better, right? That's your two portion of the from two model. What does this thing need to be able to do or should it be able to do for XYZ reason to add X amount of value for Y type of user, right? So it's, it's just an analysis method. It's saying, where am I right now? What do I want to get to? And then working with engineers, sales, customers, et cetera, on defining how should we go about solving this problem. From two implies that you know where you are currently, where you want to go, and then defining out how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to go is the key function of a PM. Because what you're going to do is you're going to figure out Okay, and talking with users and talking with sales and talking with your leadership and talking with engineers, you're going to map out your journey. And that could be several features within what you're looking to build overall, right? It could be remediation of tech debt. It could be adding in that new features that we didn't have elsewhere, right? Whatever it is, it's, it's, it's effectively just saying, 
what are the proper order of operations to get us from where we are right now to where I want to go? It's important to frame your way of thinking about problems in this way because naturally what you're going to do is you're going to start taking very big problems and divide it into more manageable chunks. And ultimately, what that results in is an easy way for you to both prioritize and project your output of this way of thinking onto something like a roadmap because you're already logically dividing up your problem into these smaller discrete pieces. And there's going to be an order of operations to those things. So that's what I recommend you do. And as far as leveraging this for sort of like an abstract use case, like in your career, let's, let's use a dumb metaphor as, I, as I'm one to do. So if you are a graduate student who is going to be joining a graduate level program, in the early stages, you're not going to know shit. Right, you're, 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 The bar for expectations for you from your peers and from your professors is going to be extremely low when you're transitioning from being an undergraduate to a graduate student. Right. The absolute same can be said when you're coming into a new product, a new team, a new part of your organization, a, or a new job right, or a new role. If you're an APM and you're not asking questions or you're a new PM to a product and you're not asking questions, that's a problem. Right, that can be viewed very strongly as being a problem because you're as a as a PM, you're you're a storyteller. You are ingesting a bunch of data from all kinds of users, all kinds of stakeholders, and you are coming up with an idea to create a some measurable feature, net new feature, net new value to be added, and you're projecting that out as a future state vision. Like here's where we want to take X, right? And in order to effectively do that, you need all these variables in place. And in order to get the right data to come up with those variables, you need to be asking a shitload of questions, right? So I'd, I'd argue 90% of the role of a PM should be asking questions. Over time, you'll figure out what the right question should be, but you should at least be aware of where your shortcomings are and the gaps in your knowledge so you can target your questions to those areas first and then build out comprehensive, you know, fully informed decisions and ideas down the line. So when you're breaking down ideas in this manner, it's important to understand that you don't know everything, right? But one of the things that you should be thinking about is how is something measured qualitatively, quantitatively, automatically, or manually? How are you going to measure whether or not your feature, function, etc., whatever it is that you want to build in your future state was successful or paid off, right? I've been seeing a lot lately the emphasis and need on metrics. A lot of the questions that I've been asked are, what metrics should I be capturing? I don't know, right? It, it, it's very uh, subjective and up to you as the PM to figure out what is the, is the most valuable metric to capture for your use case, for your business, right? And the reason that it's so hard and why a lot of the posts that are out there on these are the best KPIs to capture, this is the best metrics to capture are bullshit is because it's, it's impossible. Like, yeah, sure, you can get like general quantitative metrics and things. But it's more of a qualitative exercise, I find, in that you need to figure out what the best metrics you can get are to ask even more questions. I had a recent conversation with an executive, I won't say their title, but they were high up in, in my current company. And I had mentioned that one of the things that I would like to try to do is become more data-driven, more metrics-driven to, to provide leading indicators that you know, are releases at risk or what have you. And the response that I got was that they were helping run the company effectively without any metrics at all, that they didn't really put a lot of emphasis on metrics because this person viewed it as being a crutch. Like if you can't effectively manage your team, you can't effectively manage your product, you rely on metrics to do that. 
And there's a lot of truth in that statement. I don't agree with it fully, but there's a lot of truth in that statement, and I've seen that happen. But the qualifying statement that this person made was where I fully agree. And what I'm going to communicate to you now is that good metrics can be quantitative in nature, but should not be interpreted at face value. Good metrics should prompt you to have more conversations around your future, more conversations around what it means to be successful. They should be able to tell you there's a problem, right? Or there's some something that needs to be looked at, or that something was successful. And you need to be able to leverage those metrics to then tell a qualitative story at the end of the day, one way or the other, success or failure. That's hard to define for for people, right? Um, Sure, you could say, I I need 20% increased revenue over time, and you could divide that up and figure out what that means or whatever. Like Those are good for salespeople, right? It's not necessarily good for you. You you can tie yourself to to other parts of the organization and their metrics and, and qualitatively say, well, I built out feature X, Y, and Z, therefore you hit your 20%, uh, you know, increase in revenue, whatever, right? You could easily do that. But as a core function of a PM, what you should be thinking about is when you're defining your from to model, you should understand what is currently available to you to qualify the validity of the idea. And in the future, do you want to continue to use that, use it in a different way, or, or figure out some other action that you want to track or capture so that you can then ask further questions? That's what it means to me, is that you need to think about metrics usage as a tool in the toolbox, not the sole dependency of your overall performance or of your career. So you know, to kind of wrap this up, what I wanted to say today is, is generally speaking that you need to divide your problem sets into smaller chunks. And I think the best way to do that is by looking at the broader problem, dividing it up by use case, by feature, by function, what have you, using user feedback, using internal stakeholder uh, conversations as data inputs for you to define your current state and your future state and leverage those around you who know more than you about a particular area, subject, tool, etc., to be able to define how do you get from where you are right now to where you want to go. And if you use this in all various aspects of your career, you'll find that your anxiety level goes down because you have a common way of approaching a particular problem. You can use this in any kind of a problem that you have. So it could be knowledge gaps that you need. I I don't know this product well enough. Okay, build a from-to model for yourself. Figure out how you're going to do that, right? My onboarding sucked. Okay, figure out who you need to help you get to where you need need to be. You could use it in things like that as well as defining actual legitimate features for your product or for your business. But that's going to be it for me today. I know it's a super short podcast. I hope you got some value in it. Uh, if you have any questions, you know, obviously feel free to reach out to me. Uh, there is a comment section now on the podcast within the Spotify client, at least. Uh, feel free to ask questions, and I will see you all next time.